genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And uh, today we're being joined by Jonathan Carlyle from Princess Bride Minute. Hello. Salutations. And this week our guests are going to be a, a little different. This week we're different. doing <laughs> a, a different Movies by Minute uh, host each day of the week. So today we have... Jonathan from Princess Bride Minute, minute yeah. and we're going to have somebody else each day this week. So, and today we're going to be talking about Minute 141, which starts with Gimli finishing the line he started at the end of last week. You're full of surprises, Master Baggins, and ends with the Fellowship being surrounded by a bunch of creepy cockroach orcs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first thing that strikes me about this minute is that uh, the effects in this are pretty nice, but... It is pretty obvious in retrospect that these are not actually the Fellowship running around in these wide shots. <laughs> They're little digital, little digital doubles. Digital models. And that the the only columns that are real are when we're close up at the base of one. Other than that, it's all digital rendering of a miniature that was built, repeated to infinity. Mm -hmm. Well, that's like the, um, like the great, like the Hall of Moria scene. Yeah, that yeah. first Hall shot is the same yeah. kind of deal. Does that does that area have a name? Um, it's just the the first hall or the great hall. Oh, okay, nice. I never want to call it the great hall because then I'm thinking of like Hogwarts. Yeah, but I guess multiple holds have great halls. So, yeah. well, I don't know that. I think even some of the fancy names uh, don't necessarily mean that much. There's yeah. not too not too much uh, speaking roles in this minute, but. I did have notes on the the bridge of Kazadum, which mm -hmm. sounds really cool. Yeah, it but, does. But Kazadum, at least from what I found, just basically just means like a dwarf mansion or basically you know dwelling place of many dwarves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is what uh Kazadum is the dwarven name for uh, Dwarodelf, which is also the name for Moria. <laughs> so it's all they all just mean Moria. They all just mean this place. Yeah. Which I thought was funny because uh, when he's like, you know, he makes it sound awesome. Like, let's go to the bridge of Kazadum. Basically, it just means like, oh, you mean the bridge of this place? Cause, yeah. Yeah. You mean this really dangerously narrow carved bridge? The uh... That's not right. this minute. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so the way that they shot this scene is really just the... Uh, the Fellowship is running back and forth on a small set mm -hmm. with two column bases, and they're just being filmed for motion capture for the digital doubles. In this minute, though, you get a really clear shot of all the runes in Balin's tomb that we were talking about last week. Because yeah. you can't really see it when they're fighting and the walls are blowing up because, you know, a troll's yeah. whacking on them with chains and stuff. Yeah. And the camera's moving really right. fast. But there's that shot of the doorway where all the orcs are coming um, mm -hmm. At the very beginning of the minute, and you can see all of the the stonework carved into the set, which is really cool. Yeah, I like that shot. Me too. It's cool. I like uh, I like all the 
decorations in the dwarven stuff because it's all mostly practical mm-hmm. other than being kind of i don't know what is it uh erroneous like a lot of elven what do you decorations mean? a lot of elven decorations are just kind of like there because it's like where elves and were pretty like and dwarven it? decorations all are just like this serves a purpose too because that's the history of moria carved into those walls oh that's cool and cool. I like stuff like that. Yeah. I actually read the, uh, I was trying to do as much as I could in the time that I had, and I actually read in the book kind of around where all of this stuff takes place. And uh, one thing I noticed was just all the bodies that are laying around. And obviously some of them are the people that they just uh, killed. But mm-hmm. uh, but there, even before they got in there, there's a bunch of bodies. And I, I don't know why that never stuck in my head, but... Uh, I mean, some of them, yes, but I never realized how many bodies were already strewn about before they even got in there. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, there's an entire dwarven company plus whatever is left over from various smaller companies of dwarves that have tried to go in over the years. Yeah, plus all the orcs that just died. (laughs) Plus all the dead orcs. (laughs) Now, this this room that they start the minute in... um, does that serve as just like a single small passage between those two larger rooms or something? Um, I think it's just a side room and then they go back out the door they came in. Yeah. I I think that's what I always thought. But in the book, they go in one side and go out the other. So I was paying attention. And when they leave, they come out. Uh... Actually, when they first enter, if you go back a couple minutes, there's mm-hmm. like a big hole in the wall in the opposite wall. And I think that's what they leave out of. Hmm. The big blast hole. Yeah. Because in the uh, in the book, the exit that they leave out of immediately goes down some stairs too, and that's not what this exit is. This exit like goes back out into another hall, but in the book, there is talk of them going down into a second great hall. Yeah. So maybe that's what this is supposed to be, but because of the the camera work and how quickly it kind of moves from place to place, it's kind of hard to to follow in that way. Well, don't doesn't the isn't the fight. Um, contained in Balin's tomb, the 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 mausoleum, sort of. Yeah, the the chamber of uh, Mazerbul. Yeah, because I always thought because and then previously the troll crashes through the wall. Yeah. So if the orcs are coming through the door that they came into, they leave out the 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 wall that the the troll came out of. I mean, the, the troll comes through the door that they shoot all the orcs through. That's true. I'm, what? So I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that in the movie, they just go back out into the same hall. Oh, okay. It's just because we see like a the big wide shot yeah. that it looks different. Although the light that comes down into that chamber mm-hmm. is above the door they leave through when they go through the great hall. You can see light coming down into the chamber from above the door. Yeah. Which would imply that it's on the back wall, but when they first come into that chamber, it doesn't look like there's a doorway underneath where the light comes into the room. Because from, like, my understanding of the room that they are trapped in to begin with is there's only the one entrance and exit. Right. Otherwise, they're not, like, trapped. Right. Because the book is saying, you know, we cannot get out. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know where this extra doorway comes, came from. You know what I mean? I think, I think you can see it when they first come in. Uh, let's see. I actually have it pulled up here. And I think it's it's not even a doorway. I think it's just a huge blast in the wall. Yeah. Um, but it looks very much as a doorway when they leave it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and from the angles that they shoot and stuff, I think that's why I, I always thought they were just going in and out of the same the same door. Uh, but then, yeah, we do have the shaft of light that kind of shows us the direction there. But I guess that was my question is like, okay, so if they come in the door and then they exit throughout the hole. Oh, yeah, you totally can see it. Look at that. So is the, <laughs> is this room like part of a wall that separates the two large caverns? Or is that just to the side like they basically could have just gone around that room in the first place before Gimli ran in there yeah they also could have just not fought the troll yeah <laughs> um well I think they they were surrounded so they had to fight their way out you but they were leave the cave but they're not surrounded from the back they're not surrounded from the back until they leave this room I don't right logistics it doesn't track well suspension of disbelief Maybe just let just it go <laughs> yeah Gimli just wants to kill something. Yeah. <laughs> Gimli just wants to kill. Yeah, man. This, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever really noticed that blasted, that blasted hole in the wall back there either. It's so there must be two doors, and then that hole at least. Yeah. Because there's the big one with the wooden doors that the the troll crashes through, and then there's the door that all the orcs come through at the beginning of this minute, mm-hmm. and then there's the I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore, man. I feel like I need to have like graph paper and sketch out like, like a you know what I mean, like a dungeon crawl map of like right. what is happening in this scene. Just trying to figure it out. Yeah. yeah well, man. I think the I think the biggest clue is the the shaft of light because that yeah that was yeah. actually what led me on that whole journey. Because uh, I was like, well, there's a you know the shaft of light, um, but yeah, it's it's in the book and everything too that they you know that they would cut windows yeah. up high and. You'd have the sunlight coming in. I mean, it's it's pretty nice and convenient that it happens to be shooting down right onto the uh, right onto the tomb at the moment. But mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's very very picturesque. Yeah, very nice. Implies it's broad daylight outside. Yeah, which is good. Which is good. <laughs> it keeps it, that actually is one of those things that actually keeps the timing kind of together in this movie. By the time we get to the end of about eight min- eight or nine minutes from now. Because it's daylight when we get to see them outside of Moria. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that that actually sticks together nicely, unlike a lot of other timeline things in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're right. In the in the books, they talk about how there's another path out, because the whole fight with the troll doesn't really happen. There's not like a fight with a troll. Yeah. The troll kind of walks by the room, and then Aragorn has a fight with an orc chieftain in, like, full armor, and he's the one that stabs Frodo with the spear. Mm-hmm. There's also, like, a nice moment in the books where Frodo, like, shouts out for the Shire and stabs an orc. Aww. And Aragorn, like... that we don't get that. <laughs> and Arag- Aragorn's like, well, your blade has bite, little hobbit, Frodo, son of Drogo. He, like... Aww. So. There's kind of that cute little moment between Aragorn and Frodo in the books that we don't get here. And then they all go down the stairs and leave because Gandalf is just like... I'll hold everybody back. It's fine. And that and that leads into the introduction of the Balrog, which is completely different in the book than it is here. Right. Yeah. I think I... I kind of like this a little more, mostly because, like, I think if we had, like, boss orc instead of boss troll, it's not as... Um, it's like, not as cinematic. It's not as cinematic, but it's also not as, like, fulfilling. And then... They don't have time to breathe after this action scene because they're just like, they're they're still being pursued. Yeah. 
And then, like, this whole action scene is like a roller coaster because you have the cave troll and then you kind of back down off of that. And then you have them being pursued and surrounded. And then you think it's over, but then it's not over yet. Because, it just keeps getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> the boulder just keeps rolling down that hill. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely like the way that this is this whole sequence from here all the way through to the end of Moria from the mm -hmm. beginning of the cave troll fight is all just put together so well, starting with that extended sound gag with Pippin. Yeah. Like this whole sequence from <laughs> there to when they leave Moria is just some of the best put together parts of the movie. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. And we get so many good character things in here. Yeah, even though it's just crazy action. <laughs> <It> was, too. <laughs> yeah, it's all action and very little dialogue, but there's a lot of little character moments is there i'm it's it's been a long time since i've actually read the book or as a whole anyway um do they actually have a moment in the book when when uh frodo reveals his mithril vest uh no they kind of skip over it from what i what i just read like he gets stabbed and frodo like kind of thanks himself for having it and then they just kind of move on <laughs> yeah I, I think uh gandalf still has that moment where he says you know like there's there's more about this Hobbit or something like that, but but it's not so. revealed at that point. It's just Frodo saying, hmm, I think he might know something. Well, because I think in the book, everyone knows he has it, I think is part of it, too. Mm. Oh, okay. So it's uh, not like a secret. It's not like a secret. I think that everyone's aware of it. Otherwise, the um, because that whole being given the Mithril shirt thing is from the books, too, mm -hmm. when Aragorn is given back the Mithril shirt. So, so he would know that it's Frodo's. He knows it's Frodo's. Oh, okay. Aside from the fact that it's like child sized. Right. <laughs> like he sees the Mithril shirt and his first thought is Frodo, although I think he does have a moment where he considers that it might just be something else that yeah. Sauron stole somewhere along the way. Mm -hmm. But like he recognizes it as something that like would be Frodo's. He went to put it on his teddy bear and he's like, Oh no, I I think this is for a, a person. <laughs> Did you guys talk about the Mithril Dicky yet? I don't know if that would even come up until the, this moment, but oh, how the like the little square of Mithril that Frodo is wearing? Yeah, it's just like on a T-shirt or something like that. It's yeah. just that fun part. Yeah, we talked about it on uh, last, last week. week with the Star Wars minute guys. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, because it's just a flub from the costume department. Them forgetting that they had to even do that. <laughs> So they had to go back in Dr. Frodo's shirt. That's so funny. Just like fr the, the frantic noise of sewing machines. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> right. No kidding. That's about, uh, I think that's basically everything for, for most of this. They did a lot of the, the orcs being replicated as they come in to start to surround is all just like, like a group of like 12, 13 stunt guys yeah. and then just digitally. Did they doubled. use the same program that they used for the battle scene at yep. the very beginning? Yeah, massive. Okay, yeah, that's cool. They programmed this the same way. Um, the shot of all the orcs coming out of the ceilings in this minute, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've always really liked that shot, even though it's really kind of silly. How do the orcs stick to the wall? Are they all Spider-Man? Yes. <laughs> like, I understand they have like metal claws and their gloves and their feet, but I feel like that's just not enough. And if they did this often, there wouldn't be any columns left. <laughs> yeah maybe you think they have like practice runs where they're like go 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 and then they just like skitter down the columns just to practice yeah <laughs> i imagine the the stunt work for this was a lot of people on wires yeah for like the close-up shots of them coming well, down off the columns yeah because the the 
the orc cockroaches or whatever, like they those are all digital. Yeah. But then like the really close up are practical. Yeah. Okay. No. Which I, yeah. I do love that. I love the fact that I think you already mentioned it that they only made two of those pillar bases. Um, all the rest of them are, you know, CGI and everything. But I, I was watching the minute with that in mind. And uh, I, I just, I love when you see that movie magic happen where, you know, there's only, there's only two of them there, but they shoot it from above to below. And then they shoot it from mm-hmm. the left side, from the right side. And so it, it just, uh, it, there's no reason for you as a viewer to think that there's only two of them and there's moving the camera around. And I mean, they're still quite big, like set pieces. Right. I mean, there's two of them on a set, but like they're still gigantic. They're like over ten feet across. That's so cool. Yeah. And probably all made out of latex foam. Yeah. Well. <laughs> or like polystyrene. Or like polystyrene. Yeah. yeah. Just carved out. <laughs> I wouldn't want to have to move actual stone off of a set. Right. Like that. That's, like where that are the set crazy. pictures? Where are the set pictures of like? One guy with a dolly moving this whole column. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I want to see like those kinds of set That's pictures. Amazing. People moving these giant miniatures just like by themselves. I'm surprised they made there aren't stuff like that in the hundreds of hundreds of set pictures. Most of them are just like production stills. Oh. And some just like cast pictures of the cast messing around. Yeah. But the vast majority of the pictures, like in the appendices on the DVDs, are just mm-hmm. like. Guys hanging out in their costumes. Pictures yeah. from the movie. That's cool, too. I just, Alternate angles of stuff. The behind-the-scenes guys need more love. They do. <laughs> we're uh, we're certainly giving them some. So I think... I think that, that wraps up this minute. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, if you could come back for any other moment in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, mm. what would it be? I know that's a big question. <laughs> Um, I would think, just right off the top of my head, I would think it'd have to be some kind of tree beard or or some kind of moment with with those guys. Mm. It's a very common response. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. well, they, they don't have to think of something else. I don't want no, to do. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the ants are awesome. Yeah, no one can deny yeah. the awesomeness of the ants. There's just something about living trees. Yeah, they're cool. And they they just they they talk so awesomely and. And uh, I love, I love how John Rhys Davies does does Treebeard. I love his mm. his breathing in, breathing out. It's it's very fun to listen to. And it's very difficult to imitate. Yes, that is true. Very difficult way of speaking. Yeah, because it doesn't even sound like him. Yeah, I'm excited I know, right? to get there. They didn't get like another voice actor. They just yeah. got one of the actors on the movie to be hey, like, you "Hey, you want to be, be Treebeard?" <laughs> yeah, right. It's a nice reprieve from him. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that was his natural voice after all the makeup took effect on his <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> hey hey that sounds good can we record that i don't know why oh, i feel so bad <laughs> oh i know this making this movie was so difficult for johnny Davies. oh he did it though yeah he got through i hope he had fun at the very least i mean he sounds like he did <laughs> Giving Orlando Bloom a hard time until they started to film friendship scenes. Right. Well, hey, can I tell you guys a quick story about Lord of the Rings? Sure. Because yeah. uh, my wife is very cool about watching all these these geeky movies, and and uh, I don't think she was she she was a little apprehensive at first, but but uh, it, well, mostly with Lord of the Rings, she didn't really like Gollum. 
she was she doesn't really mm. like creepy things but then she <laughs> got into it um but in 2009 uh we took our first trip together without kids or without her being pregnant or anything like that mm-hmm. and it was just a big uh, road trip and so we read mostly to keep each other awake during the road trip but we read uh fellowship and two towers Aww. during the drive so whoever was in the passenger seat they had to navigate in and read yeah. Um, but that's as far as we made it. We didn't make it to Return of the King. I think we tried to start it when we got back home and then the, yeah. never, never finished with that. But Well, with no with no reason to keep up the... The reading, yeah. The reading. <laughs> that's really cool, though. Yeah. I've never really thought about like reading to keep someone awake on a road trip. But yeah, I... it, it only works to a point, I think. And then the yeah. other person, you know, if you're really that tired, then the other person's voice starts to drone a little bit. Right. And you're like, okay, turn on some music. But Yeah. <laughs> okay. Turn on some, like, some hard rock. That's Stay really awake. sweet. I like that. It's a very sweet story. See how many books you can get through on a road trip. Yeah, you get to pick it. really skinny ones, so you can really, like, we made it through 25 books. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all, like they're all Dr. Seuss, but yeah. <laughs> C-spot, C-spot rush. <laughs> Stop showing me the pictures. I'm driving. <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you thank, for joining. Yeah, thank you for coming on and hanging out with us. Oh, thanks for, for having week. me. Yeah. yeah. We and, had fun. Uh, and if you're interested in more Dueling Genre Productions, you can check out DuelingGenre.com. And if you are so inclined, you can support us on Patreon at DuelingGenre.com slash support. And where can people um, find you, Jonathan? Oh, they can find us at theprincessbrideminute.com. Um, on Twitter, we are TPB Minute or at TPB Minute. And Facebook, just search for The Princess Bride Minute. Or if you want to go on to the Listener Society, it is a, a battle of wits, The Princess Bride Minute. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good. It's a fun time over there. Awesome. As always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster, and hope everyone has a great Monday. Bye. Bye.